Hello, my fellow movie fans, and welcome to the new adventures of a Feast of Films theater with your hosts, Jesse Prosser and Ethan R. Hill. In Technicolor. <laughs> well, I was trying to fix it. No, it made it worse. <laughs> there we go. All right. Jeepers creepers, I tell you. Did you put eggnog? No, don't put that in my coffee. No, I just did a, I just did a, just did some creamer. Fair enough. Figured we should finish the creamer before I leave Problem. for the holidays. Yes, absolutely. Before I go far away. Away from all of you. Away from you. And away from everything. They're already pretty far away, no, they're right there. They're right there. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a six foot difference here. Well, now we're both addressing the camera. You're undressing the camera. I'm I'm addressing the camera. Why are you undressing the camera? Hi everyone, welcome to a feast of films. The holiday episode. Yay! Yeah, we made it. Uh, another year, another chunk of less episodes. Yes, absolutely. We'll be down to an episode a year <laughs> about, basically. in about half a decade. It's, yeah. it's going to be it's going to be a fine mess, let me tell you. We're just slowly pumping the brakes. Absolutely. And like uh again, we're still having fun doing it by all means, but uh, I mean, I'm not. You're not. No. <laughs> no. no. I have to talk to you again. Oh, right. I talked to you when the camera's not rolling. We could get more guests, I suppose, but how could we get more guests? Comment down below if you'd like to guest on a feast of films. Man, this is where we'd be really, really proficient if we were like, "How could we get more guests?" and then snap, and we had someone here. Yep. Wait, no, I got this. Whoa! <laughs> Don't be so surprised. It's Boris, the Christmas skeleton. Merry Christmas, everybody. No, it'd be more like Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Is the uh the hello? Hi, <laughs> hey, hey. I'm not waving his hand. He's doing that himself. Absolutely, we could we could green we could, we could crop that out. It'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, we have a guest, I guess. Yep. Uh, the I love how we introduced the skeleton on the Christmas episode and not the Halloween episode. It's because he has a Christmas hat. Oh yes, of course. Yes, the. Uh... Listen, we gotta get as much use out of the full-size skeleton prop as possible, so... Yes, I think his leg is still attached. Relatively speaking. Yes, this It's attached could... enough. But this could be you, if you want a guest on our show. You are... You here. Yes, you could be a skeleton. Absolutely. We can ensure that. Yes. Yes. So, obviously... He's probably our most transparent guest. I'd say so. Yep. Gets right to the, uh... Right to the bones of the issue. I think he's a little nervous, though, because he has no guts. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I know I'd be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. There's no alcohol in this coffee. <laughs> Maybe there should be. Probably. So. Enough of that skullduggery. Indeed. Skullduggery. <laughs> it's a word. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> um. Uh, do you not know what the definition of skullduggery is? I actually don't. I've never, actually, I'm not going to say I've never heard that phrase, but it's 100% something I've not heard in a while. Uh, skullduggery, un underhanded or unscrupulous behavior or trickery. I think I use that correctly. I could see the, I could see him being a trickery fellow. 
That's his name, Duggery. Duggery? Not Boris, Bor- it's Duggery. No, it's Boris Duggery is his full name. <laughs> Boris Duggery. And my name is Boris Duggery, professional skeleton. <laughs> professional skull duggery Professional skull duggery. Oh, <laughs> man, it's like we run out of movies to talk about and we just become idiots. No, it's not true. We got plenty of movies we could talk about. For the Christmas season. I just want to tickle him. I don't know why. I want to tickle the skeleton. <laughs> and it's not even real. I will, if you're a guest on the show, I won't tickle you unless you want me to. Then I will. But, like, it's consensual tickling. Absolutely. You have to sign a waiver beforehand. Yes. Ethan can tickle. <laughs> That's all it says on the band. <laughs> Ethan the... can tickle. Sign here. <laughs> Two witnesses. Um... I'll just ask Ryan or Trent. They, they, they yeah, can attest that. Absolutely. They both signed the tickle clause. Is there another guest I'm forgetting about? No, we've we've had uh, we had Ryan, we've had Trent. I could have sworn we had another guest at some point. No, I think we're just thinking about Matt. Hi, Matt. Hey, Matt. Merry Christmas, Matt. Hope all is well. No, I don't think we ever had another guest. I think it's literally just been Ryan and Trent. There's been there's been uh, scheduling conflicts with some people I know for sure. There's been talks. There's been discussions. Well, there'll be there'll be others. There'll, there'll be, be some. Well, I got some. We'll have some fun stuff for you in the new year for sure. Don't make promises. I, we don't know. We don't even have a plan for the new year. Well, and this show's never fun. So it's fun for me and you. Absolutely, and that's, that's all, that, all matters, that matters, really. Yeah. And we know what tickles this guy's funny bone. Not us. No. <laughs> So, it is the Christmas season. It is Christmas, yes. And, of course, as people who enjoy watching movies, obviously there's, like, the classics that you watch. It's a Wonderful Life, which I know recently you've had the debate with people that, like, it's technically not a Christmas movie. No, I don't. And no one ever debates me on that one. It's literally, it's what we've talked about every year. Mm-hmm. People bring up Die Hard. People bring up whether it's a Christmas movie or not. And at yep. the end of the day, I genuinely don't care. Genuinely, I do not care if it is a Christmas movie to you or not. Mm-hmm. If you love it for Christmas like you do, I accept that and I respect that. And it's not a Christmas movie to me. Now, the reason why I get so heated about it is because people don't seem to respect my decision to not include <laughs> it as a Christmas movie. So I choose violence every year, and I come up with new arguments and new conversations and comparisons <laughs> as to what actually constitutes a Christmas movie. Right. And by definition, it's A Wonderful Life, Home Alone, Lethal Weapon. Let's not have a go with Lethal Weapon, okay? <laughs> Those movies don't necessarily count as Christmas movies, but right. they're movies that can be around christmas yeah they got a they got a holiday feel and i know another another controversial one that you talk about is gremlins yes gremlins as well sound of music is one that again is a christmas movie to my family but like it's but has nothing to do with christmas at all it feels more like a thanksgiving movie movie well and that's that's the thing i never expect anyone else to be like oh yeah sound of music that's a christmas movie because i understand that that's just part of my family's traditions. Mm-hmm. Just like Die Hard is a part of your family's traditions. Yes. Like, definitely, like, for sure, one of my traditions. Yes. Absolutely. And, and that's all I'm saying. I'm just saying, in the Die Hard debate, just respect each other's uh, uh, celebrations and their Christmas traditions, and no one's right or wrong. It can be both. It can literally be both. <laughs> it's just, 
It's just, again, it's... Uh, Look, some people's Christmas movies are Silent Night, Deadly Night. That's not going to ever be a thing in my family's household. Like, I Or Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. Exactly. Krampus is probably not like... Krampus is a Christmas movie, but it's not Absolutely. in everyone's house. A Christmas Carol, a lot of people don't like the ghosts in it, so they don't show that. Mm. I think that's my favorite Christmas movie. Yes. But which version? Christmas Story. But which version of A Christmas Carol? That's what I'm saying. Christmas Story. A Christmas Story? It's No, it's my favorite Christmas Story. Okay. Because A Christmas Story is a different movie. Yes. Which yeah. I've never seen. Yes. Neither have I. <laughs> one of these years. I just, but, I just, yeah, never got around to that one for whatever reason. Yeah, me neither. But that's, I've seen plenty that's, of clips, but... But that's, again, about Christmas traditions. That's Absolutely. just what it is. And that's the beautiful thing about the time of year. Mm-hmm. Christmas vacation, you can't take Christmas out of that. I mean, you can, and then you get all the other vacation movies. It's just, it's just vacation. Yes, except for it's a... Stay-at-home vacation? A staycation, yeah. Staycation? That's a thing, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I dig that. That's pretty much what I'm doing. But... Yeah. Have you never heard the term staycation I've heard before? staycation Good. before. I was concerned. Of course. Um, but no, like, Christmas vacation is just like... I mean, it's that, that one's probably, like, objectively my favorite Christmas movie. Like, that one I've watched pretty much every single year since I watched it when I was a wee lad and didn't fully grasp all the humor. You just heard them swearing and thought it was funny. Absolutely. Oh, it was hilarious. Well, it's just, like, stuff like uh, like the physical comedy. Like, when I, when I was younger in a lot of these comedies, like, Caddyshack's another one where it's, like, I watched it when I was a lot younger and I didn't necessarily understand a lot of the more adult humor... But a lot of the, like, more slapsticky elements is what I really enjoyed about it. And then as I grew up, I was like, oh, these are actually, like, really good, fun jokes as well to go along with the slapsticky humor. I think it's why both me and you at a young age both liked the Three Stooges when we saw them, right? Like, Oh, yes. We saw people getting smacked around and <laughs> falling, and we're like, this well, is This fun. is the pinnacle of comedy. This is hilarious. <laughs> Wise guy, huh? <laughs> why did you why did you react when i you you stopped me why did you react i don't know his stooging is failing that's fine i'm very tired um yeah see this is the trick with a christmas episode is i feel like we've talked about christmas every year now well, yes, that's the point of Christmas episodes, is you talk about Christmas. But what else can we talk about with Christmas and movies? Well, I mean, like, uh, I think we had something with the non-traditional Christmas movies. We talked about that last year. Did we? I don't know if you were on the show last year. I, I don't think I was for that one. There's one way to find out, guys. We have to go back to the archives. We're, we're looking back again, ladies and gentlemen. Now, you think we would, like, do this beforehand. Yes, of course. But absolutely not. Where's the fun in that? Yeah, either way, if it was a year ago, it doesn't really matter. No one's going to remember. No, absolutely. It's new audiences. We're just rotating conversation. Well, just, like, yeah, just because we talked about something last year doesn't mean we, there are different ones we could talk about this year. What, what, what are you doing? There's another string. Oh, my goodness. Just stop pulling at them. <laughs> well, stop losing string. I've... 
it's fine and not distracting until you pull on it. It's hanging in your face. Uh, they're going to see. I, li- I didn't notice it at all. Yeah, but they're going to notice it. Oh, my God. And they're God. going to be like, wow, he has got a string in his face. This isn't filmed in 4K. It's fine. Well, it should be. Tune in next year for 4K Feast of Films. 4K 3D. Whoa. We're not doing 3D. We're, we're not. We're just. But we could. I mean, after after the new Avatar comes out, I'm sure it's going to be all the rage again for all a couple of years. Despite all the rage, we'll still just be some rats I'm, in a cage. And more movies like Dread will be will fall victim to terrible marketing because of it. Uh, the 3D Thanks, will... James Cameron. No, no, the 3D will come back just in time for Dread 3D 2. <laughs> Dread 3 double D. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, Christmas movies. Since we, since we don't remember what we talked about last year or the year before, because... It's a long ride. It, it's it's a lot of asking us to remember shit. So well, and also this this year has felt like five for me. So like mm-hmm. everything's a blur. Everything is just an absolute blur. Hundred percent. Um. Well, like what we could talk about is like movies, maybe not necessarily even just just Christmas movies, but movies that we love to watch when the snow begins to fall on the ground. Because I got a bunch of ones like that that aren't necessarily Christmas movies. See, but I don't have any that correlate directly with snowfall. I, I more so just the season and the vibe. Yeah. Because, again, that's where Lord of the Rings and Star Wars fall in for me. Is of the course. holiday season. Yeah. Um, it's, just, it's just the time of year. It's just the time of year to curl up, don't go outside, and watch a lot of movies. Well, just, especially right now, it's like minus 23 outside. Exactly. And it's just, it's such a cozy time of year. Mm-hmm. And why not just watch a bunch of movies? Yeah. Because I've, I've discussed it with you before. Like, if I ever was going to, like, program, like, a like a triple feature for, like, a film festival or something like that, of the three movies that I would put in it would be The Shining, mm-hmm. The Thing. And Snow Day. Obvi- yes, yes. The most horrific of all. <laughs> yes. Um, that would be the, the Hateful Eight would be the third one. Because like to a me, seven-hour marathon. Oh, absolutely! Like it's you're you're gonna need you're gonna need multiple breaks between. But like to me, those three movies share so much DNA as far as like the themes they have and like the way they're shot, all that stuff. Like, see, Kurt I can, Russell's in two of them. I can agree about the thing and Hateful Eight. Mm-hmm. The Shining stands out as kind of not that. Yeah, it's get got Jack Nicholson go crazy. The snows yeah, but no one to goes. Fall. No one really goes crazy in the thing or in. Yeah, Eight they Eight. do. No, they Wolf don't. Wolfram Brimley loses his shit. No, they don't go. It's not, but it's not the same type of go crazy. Yeah, but like people become become paranoid in all three, and like they're losing their minds. Yeah, but Jack isn't paranoid. I I think he is. There's that whole scene where he's talking to Grady about it. He's paranoid about like his alcoholism and all that jazz. I don't think I think you're using the wrong word. I well maybe I am, but regardless, I think thematically they they all have isolation as a theme as well. Blizzards. Yeah, but they all have multiple like the the, the bigger casts in the other two. I mean, The Shining has a pretty big cast. It's just like a lot of like smaller roles with the ghosts. Oh, the ghosts don't count. 
The ghosts don't the, count. Ethan, the ghosts definitely count. They're when all, you are doing, it's all part no, of no, the overlook. When, when you're doing the census, do you count the ghosts in your house? <laughs> can't say, I can't say there? I've ever done a census where there was an option to include ghosts. How many people are living here? About seven hundred. They've always been here. <laughs> and more coming. <laughs> See, now I want to do that. Like, Not in reality, but that'd be funny. It's just like, am I counting the dead as well? No. <laughs> you know, dead people have rights too. Ooh. Um, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just saying... Um, that that uh, there are probably other ones that would fit better into that, like perhaps, but also those are just like three really great movies. But are they? Think, yes, all three are fantastic. Are they? Yes, I know you are less of a fan of The Shining than than are I am. They? Yes, I. What do you What do you do? <laughs> like what do you? <laughs> I mean, I like The Shining well enough. Yeah, it's a it's a really great movie. Are they? Yes. And so is Doctor Sleep, by the way. Um, I think it's a wonderful companion piece to The Shining. There's a lot of people sleeping on it. Absolutely. Um, but like Ewan McGregor gives a really great performance in it. They don't. They don't go overboard with uh, the references too much. At least until like like even the third act when they literally go back to the Overlook Hotel. It doesn't go too. It doesn't go too far as far as being like heavy with the references like it feels natural to how the story would flow yeah which is nice but yeah like um it's just like the those are three movies where just like you feel cold watching them you know like they've got a very heavy atmosphere um day after tomorrow day after tomorrow it's a brilliant film a movie where canada just like oh this is the the weather change we couldn't tell yeah, Canada just kind of gets glossed over in that entire movie. Yep. Like, it kind of reminds me of, um, like, in, in the book World War Z, when winter rolls around. And basically, like, they, um, the Americans find out that, like, zombies don't function very well in the winter. So, all, all of a sudden, a bunch of Americans try to, like, go across the border into Canada, and the... The Canadian border is just like, um, no, you can't just come into Canada. Are you crazy? So then a bunch of, like, Americans end up camping alongside the border and a lot of them end up freezing because they were not prepared for how cold the winter was. They're just trying to get away from the zombies. Like, it's, like, it's just one of those, like... No, I re- I think, I think you're incorrect on that. No, that's 100% what happens. No, I think they actually made it into Winnipeg. Like, some, some people do, but, like, the vast majority of people, like, they're, like, trying to prevent everybody from coming into the country all at once. Because, again, they have their own population to worry about. No, I don't, like, I just, I literally just, like, a month or two ago just reread that chapter. Is it that? Because, like, I definitely it's don't the one, remember it's the one with the lady where, like, like, her family, they like, her family essentially feeds her a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, of course. Like, I remember that, but, like, I distinctly remember the borders being closed. No. Not that I remember. I have to reread the book, but, like, I definitely remember that being a thing. No. Like, again, like, well, either way, whether they camped out at the border or they camped out up top, they just, yeah, they weren't prepared. Yeah. Like, that's the big one where it's just like, oh, yeah, Canada, they'll, 
we'll we'll just go up there. It'll be fine. And then they were not ready for how freaking cold it gets here, which is just like equal parts tragic, but also kind of hilarious. Well, they all again, they also thought it was going to be like for a couple weeks. Yeah. Like they weren't prepared for the longevity of like months and months and months and months and months. Yep. You got two seasons. You got construction and winter. <laughs> it's a good time. This is the worst episode I've ever been a part of. That's fine. Um, you know, like, uh, like the Hateful Eight feels like just like a great little, like, because again, it's all kind of in that one location, the haberdashery. Minnie's haberdashery. Minnie's haberdashery. And you get all these, like, great actors giving wonderful performances. Well, like, and, and again, that one... To me, that's a true whodunit. Yeah. Which is funny, because, like, there's not really a murder mystery. It's literally, it's like, it, it's it's kind of, it's who's going to do it. Yeah. that It's kind of like the who's, all right, who's going to who's gonna mess this up? Who's going to yeah. make things Who, terrible? Who's the secret asshole here? Which, there are some cases where it feels incredibly obvious, and then just completely, like, I don't think want to necessarily spoil the movie here, <laughs> just because it's a bit more recent, but, like, what ends up happening just completely comes out of left field, and you're like, Ooh, what? <laughs> uh, Hateful Eight is 2015, man. It's still pretty recent. It's recent compared to The Shining. That was only seven years ago. Only How old were you seven years ago? I was 27. Much younger. You were 27 seven years ago? Are you 34? <laughs> <laughs> you mean you were... I was 23... <laughs> Seven years ago, you ass. Guess you are older than me now, huh? I'm only 26. This is the worst episode. <laughs> um, it is. But. So this is Christmas. Wait, I can't sing that. No, you, copyright no strike. you can't. I think they will definitely take us down for that. Um, just censor that out. Merry, happy, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Just, just censor out. Just put a beep over. Uh, Merry, Merry, happy. We'll just sing happy birthday. That's that's public domain. It's close enough. Happy birthday, Jesus. Um. And then the thing is just the best movie ever made. So it's true. Like that, but like we talked that. I've talked to that about that one in excess when it's we did true. the John Carpenter episode. So it's very true. Yes. Yeah. But no, those are three movies where it's like I could like whenever it gets cold outside and like the snow starts falling on the ground, it's just like it's the perfect perfect mood for some some grimy intense claustrophobic horror. And in the case of uh, The Hateful Eight, just a, a thrilling suspense story. What's a, what's a Christmas movie you think everyone's sleeping on? Die Hard. No. <laughs> Nobody's sleeping on Die Hard. Except for you when you sleep in your pile of Die Hard copies. Yes. Oh, it gives me such Christmas yeah. comforts. Yeah, I, I made a quilt out of uh, Die Hard DVDs. Yep. It's um, really obnoxious. It just, it just <laughs> every single time. He likes the white noise though when he sleeps. Yeah, exactly. It's very soothing. Um, and and the the plastic cases are nice and cold, so it, it prevents me from overheating. Um, 
Oh, DVDs. No. Oh. Um, one that people are sleeping on. Well, because again, like, I think. Because, again, a lot of the movies I really enjoy are, like, obvious classics, like Your Home Alones and Christmas Vacation, things like that. Like, as far as, like, recent movies, but I think it's getting more and more of a following as the years go on, but Krampus is, like... I think Krampus is up there now. Yeah, like, it's not quite reached the same level that Trick or Treat has gained in its cult following, because, like, it's made me very happy in the last couple years how popular trick-or-treat has become at like when you go to like spirit of halloween and stuff like that and you just see sam merchandise everywhere so we haven't quite reached that level yet as far as uh it's called status so like i'd say it's still relatively obscure but it's definitely the best movie about like <laughs> the best movie involving krampus that's come out in the last decade here because oh boy has there been a lot of krampus movies it's true and it's like and, like, most of them are just complete garbage. And, like, to the point where, like, I try to recommend Krampus, and people are like, oh, is it that, like, really cheap-looking one from the sci-fi channel? Like, no, it's just called Krampus, and it's really good. No, guys, come on. I swear to God, it's a real movie. I swear to God, Snake. I don't know. But it's it's got everything you want in a, in a, in a Christmas movie. You got your dysfunctional family. You've got your... Uh, You've got your nice snowy weather with the Christmas lights. You've got a very holiday-themed soundtrack with the bells and everything. Um, even some, even some original, uh, like an original Christmas song in the credits as well. Yeah, which is very good. Um, some really fun uh, creature design as well. If you like yourself some fun practical effects, like the weird friggin' Jack in the Box. Jack the Box, the Krampus himself, who's just like one of my, just a brilliant uh, character design for that. And it's like they they show you just enough to like give you the impression of what the character is about. But like they don't show, they don't overly show the creatures. Which no, is 100%. Nice. Killer gingerbread men. <laughs> that, those, the, are the, those are my favorite. With the staple gun. Well, and it's got, like, uh, it's got a bit of that Gremlins flavor to it, where, like, you get some of the, with the, um, with the, the killer toys and all that, you yeah. get a bit of that, like, mayhem that you get with the Gremlins, so it's got a bit of that flavor in there as well. It's got the dysfunctional family dynamic that you get with, like, A Christmas Vacation, but ultimately, like, they, they still love each other, despite all that, and it's, like, the whole power of the season, that's the power of love. Yep. There's a there's a whole section that's in like stop motion claymation, so it's got that covered as well. Like it's got Krampus has got a little bit of everything for the holiday season. In the same way that like Trick or Treat kind of covers a lot of the bases of like of Halloween. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with like uh cuz it's got that like comic book thing going on kind of like Creep Show as well with uh Trick or Treat. So so but, I just looked up like a list of movies and in all honesty like yeah i don't think there is such thing as like an under or a slept on christmas movie 
Oh, absolutely. I think I think the thing is there's not enough movie Christmas movies for any to be really slept on. Yeah, because you know? even like even like we we just watched Violent Night. I've seen a lot of people like. Oh, anyone I've talked to loves that movie. Yeah, and they're like, "Yep, this is gonna be another Christmas movie for me every single year." And I'm like, "Yep, it's um, I it was a very enjoyable action flick, and like it's basically like for people who do consider Die Hard to be a Christmas movie, it's like they made a Christmas movie specifically for those people." Well, and that's I think the trailer kind of failed it a bit because mm. like the trailer didn't frame it as an action movie; it framed it more as a horror movie. For Violent Night? That was the trailer I saw, yeah. It did not not the ones I saw. Like it very much looked like an action flick. No, it looked it looked a little uh when I think Like the... how much how much is that the fault of just how many killer Santa Claus movies there I are? I think there's that and I think it's also <laughs> the the kills in this are more violent than a lot of action movies are. Oh, you're not wrong about that. Like, and that's where, like, it almost feels like it's sort of playing off of a lot of the killer Santa Claus movies. Because, yeah. like, there are some scenes that, like, feel like they could be in a remake of uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night easily. Yeah, whereas if you look at, um, a lot, especially if you look at a lot of the 80s action movies, mm-hmm. or even John Wick, like, they're, they're, the kills... So the difference to me between um, action and horror... And this is a completely off Christmas topic. Yeah. When it comes to the kill in action, they should be brutal. Mm. When it comes to the kills in horror, they should be gory. Yes. Well, cause, like, because, I mean, there's like, definitely some gory kills in action movies, for sure. But, kind of. But a lot of, like... Like, 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 like name one. Like, what's a really gory kill? Well, in, uh... Well, one I can think of in uh, Universal Soldier, where, uh... Van Damme puts Dolph Lundgren through a wood chipper. Fair enough. Like, that's pretty... <laughs> but also, like, in that one, they're super soldiers, so, like, how else do you kill Dolph Lundgren? Um, but also, is it shot like a horror... Like, like think about... Um, now, think about Tucker and Dale versus Evil, where someone's in a wood chipper, and compare those two scenes... <laughs> you throw right into the wood chipper! <laughs> but out of those two scenes, which one is more gory? Oh, absolutely, the Tucker and Dale. But it's also, like, the over-the-top nature is meant to, like enhance the comedy of the scenario because he's just holding his legs and just getting covered in blood but that's but that's what i mean is like mm. the it, the horror horror films have more gore and like if you look at john wick and like his yeah. kills they're brutal oh absolutely they're absolutely brutal with a pencil honestly john wick is another one that like for some reason around the holidays i want to watch it's because all the neon lights reminds you of christmas lights it's very possible Absolutely. I mean, the jo- I, I literally will watch John Wick any time of the year. Well, it's like, what I would do is I'd start John Wick 1, like, around Halloween, and then, like, November, I would watch John well, of Wick course. 2, and then John Wick 3 is uh, the Christmas one. Well, because I think we discussed it before, John Wick is essentially, like, a reverse slasher film, where, like, the slasher is the protagonist. Yeah. Because it's, it's the... Well, it depends on who you talk to, because some, some people feel that way about slashers. Right. Because, like, it's it's kind of like, it's kind of like Pumpkinhead. Where like he kills he kills the dog of like the monster and now the monster's coming back for revenge. Like it's got it's got a weird like they took the setup of a slasher film, applied it to a action star, and then made like a stylish comic book universe. And like again, that's another one of the reasons why John Wick works so well. Very much so. But I think so so back to that though, I think that's where for me watching Violent Night mm-hmm. It did borderline feel more like a horror film than an action film. Yeah. Because the kills 
were incredibly gory. Like, oh yeah, like, uh, well, especially like, again, like we're we're gonna be spoiling some of Violent Night, but nothing major plot wise. Well, it's like, oh, describe it, but like that last kill. Oh, absolutely. Like the last one that was that is like I haven't seen that level of gore in <laughs> a movie so in a very good. long time, but it was brilliant. Oh, absolutely! Like, but that kill for me was like. And so specifically, actually speaking of that, like that and the amount of language in it is why, like, for me, it wouldn't be a Christmas classic Mm. if I ever have kids because like, well, no, like it's definitely, I definitely could never show that movie to a, to a child. No, like a teenager for sure. But like Krampus, I kind of could. Well, well, Krampus is PG-13. Like it's got that um, gremlins factor where it's like, it's a good gateway horror where like, it's not too scary but like it's got those spooky elements to it mm-hmm. so like you could show like a younger like i'd say around like nine or ten you could show a lot kid krampus and they wouldn't be too freaked out by it i don't think kid krampus the prequel kid krampus <laughs> see we should have watched the man who made or a man who invented christmas before this so we could talk about dan stevens again that's true um because yeah dan stevens that's the only christmas movie he's been in because the guest is a halloween movie um so we haven't seen that. We haven't seen a Christmas story. Are there any other major Christmas movies you've just never seen? Any of the Home Alones past two? You didn't see the third one? Nope. I saw the third one in theaters. I, I was like, no Culkin, no money. <laughs> my my friends wanted to. My friends wanted to go because we were. Oh, how old were we? We were children when the third one came out. Um, that one came out in '97. Yeah, I was mm. six years old. So, yeah, I went and saw that one in theaters with some friends. Right. Um, never saw four or five, but I don't have Or six now? I guess uh, the new one's like the sixth one, which, like, nobody was asking for. Fox was asking for it. Yeah. And then Disney delivered on Fox's ask. Mm-hmm. What have I not seen? Well, I mean, there's probably about ten... Christmas Carol adaptations that I haven't seen. I've seen most of them. Yeah. We just watched uh, the George C. Scott one. Which was delightful. It was so we, <laughs> we love George C. Scott. The man was brilliant. Rest in peace. We we can't wait to watch Patton. It's it's on our list. Absolutely. It's going to be great. Like, like uh, that, that man, that man uh, growls like no one else. Did we? Like, is, is it, more like he barks his lines. He doesn't yell, he barks. No, I'd say growls is a good... Refine! Like, Cratchit! Did we... Like, was the first thing we both saw him in Exorcist 3, and it's just been like a spiral? Because it was like, we watched Exorcist 3, then we watched The Changeling, which was also incredibly well done. And now we've watched... Uh, well, we watched uh, Rescuers Down Under, which he plays the bad guy in that, so we get the voice acting aspect. And it's all leading up to Patton. No, I think actually I saw him first in Doctor Strangelove. I just didn't recognize, like... I guess, yeah, like, Doctor Strangelove would technically be the first place I saw him in, but I haven't seen that movie in so long. It's been a while. Um, He played the Beast in a TV movie of Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) Now I gotta find that. And stay in the castle. (laughs) (laughs) 
He's in Firestarter. Now we have to watch Firestarter. Oh my god! I didn't know he was in Firestarter. Yeah, like that's what I. That, yeah, that's why I never got around to. He was in an adaptation of Murders in Rue Morgue, another TV movie. Mm. He did Extras Three and Rescuers Down Under in the same year. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant, amazing. Um, but no, his Scrooge was great. He was like giving a hundred and ten percent. That that last scene where like uh, like he's shown his gravestone and he's like begging is so like man like he's going for the he's going for the Oscar in this like TV movie. It's it's delightful. I think he plays cigarettes in, you know that uh, you know that anti drug the uh, cartoon All Stars to the Rescue thing. <laughs> he does. Wait, does he play cigarettes or marijuana? He plays uh, smoke. Smoke. And I feel like smoke well, is in reference to like marijuana. You want to smoke up, kid? Like, yeah, I could see it. Like, George C. Scott sounds like how smoke would be vocalized, so I could see that. Yeah, smoke is, from what I gather, smoke is the bad guy. You don't say. In an anti-smoking, uh... Yeah, (laughs) oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, this is amazing. I need to find this, and I need to watch this. I didn't know George C. Scott was a part of this. Tune in January for our review of, uh... Just say no. What is it called? Like, no, it's called uh, it's called Cartoon All Star to the Rescue. Cartoon All Stars to the Rescue. Tune in in January for our on review. YouTube. I gotta find this. This is <laughs> um, no one movie. I think uh, people have been like has been rediscovered as a uh, a Christmas classic in recent times. Jingle all the way. Um, that one, and also there's a resurgence on uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, well, Muppet Christmas Carol is like more. It's probably it's the best adaptation. No, but like everyone's <laughs> talking about it. Like it's mm-hmm. weird this year. Everyone, well, all the places. That's because and like no, that's because the extended cuts on Disney Plus now. No, I don't think it's the best adaptation. No, I, I haven't found. In my opinion, I haven't found the best adaptation in all. Honesty. They all do kind of one thing different. Well, because like the Disney Christmas Carol is really good. Because Scrooge McDuck is just amazing. Of course. His name, um, do it his namesake. Muppets know. Christmas Carol is really good, but they're just like some moments are really Muppety, and some moments are just like mm-hmm. too traumatizing. And I don't even mean like the ghost of Christmas yet to come, but like yeah. the ghost of Christmas past is just mm-hmm. freaky. Well, and of course there's uh, the Flintstones Christmas Carol, which has the wonderful framing device of them putting on a play yeah, of a Christmas Carol, and then telling the story around that. So, like, that's also unique in the way it tells its version of it. It also begs a lot of questions about the Flintstones universe <laughs> that we're not going to get into, because it's like, <laughs> so Christmas exists. No, it's Ethan. And Santa it's, exists. Ethan, it's been established. It takes place in a post-apocalyptic universe where yes. we're back to the Stone Age, just like Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> and above them live the Jetsons. Yes. that that That's canon. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> it's not canon. It's a fan theory. It's it's fanon. Yeah, because so in the in the event where they actually crossed over, I do believe it was time travel. Oh, that crossed them over, or is it? Yes. Yeah. Um, and then it's not a movie, but I enjoy uh, the comic book Batman Noel, which is essentially like a, I think it's still weak. A Christmas Carol. I still adaptation. think it's weak. I I like it. I um, think it's it could have been better. It could have been handled a lot better. Yeah, like it's arguable, but like I enjoy. The way they did the like the ghosts of like 
Christmas past and then Christmas present being uh, Superman, the ray of hope and joy and all that jazz. Like, basically, it's a whole comic about how Batman's gotten too grimdark. Yeah, and it's, again, it could have been handled better. Yeah. It could have been actually, it could have been actual ghosts. It's DC. I, I think it's quite... It's Dead quite Man good. didn't even make an appearance. Well, no. Why it's a, wouldn't it's a, he... It's a Batman story. Dead Man is a literal ghost superhero. Is literal ghost? Yes, literal ghost. <laughs> literary ghost. Is literary ghost. Yes. Should have had space ghost. I did like the George C. Scott one a lot. The Alexander Sim one is my dad's favorite. Which one did Patrick Stewart do? Uh, Christmas movie in the 90s, mm. Christmas Carol. I haven't seen that one yet. I have not seen that one either. We'll have to... That's on the list. That's... My goal is to go through every adaptation of A Christmas Carol. And then rank them? No, and then make the best prime version of it. Ah, uh, okay. I'm sure that'll work out great. I think it will. I mm. think I think that I am the person to clearly adapt this again for the 60th time. But this time is going to be the best time. Yes. That's what you do if you ever obtain like the ability to do time travel. You get the best uh, Scrooge actor. You get the best, like, obvious... Oh, yeah, like, David Warner is also uh, Cratchit in that one. He's really good. Although, the problem is I always see David Warner as bad guys. So I'm just like, well, clearly Cratchit is going to be the bad guy in this. Um... He's gonna ask. Uh, he's gonna ask uh, Scrooge how many lights he sees. <laughs> how many lights? There are four lights. <laughs> I guess Spirited just came out too, which is something I, I guess I have to watch for this criteria. Spirited? Yeah, it's that uh, Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds. Is that a is that a Christmas movie? Yes, it's it's a. It's a Christmas Carol adaptation. Oh, I did not know that. I actually didn't. Like, I, I saw them talking about it, but I had no idea it was a Christmas thing. Shows how much do you pay attention. Apparently. And of course, there's a, there's going to be a new... There's going to be a new Netflix uh, Christmas movie called... Uh, oh! <laughs> the Christmas Chronicles. Yes? That That's one that I think more people need to watch. The Christmas Chronicles 1 and 2. It's true. If for anything else, Kurt Russell's portrayal is Santa Claus. It's it's wonderful. He does a great job. It's like, the best way that I could describe it is like, you could see this version of Santa Claus being the one that exists in like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and you wouldn't even bat an eye. Like, just a fun, just a fun story tone-wise, I would say. No, it, it's genuinely one of my like favorite Christmas movies to come out recently because it's it's just it's a cheesy Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. It is unapologetically just like cheesy Christmas fun. So I need to recant my statements about uh, watching every adaptation of A Christmas Carol. And how, how many are there, Ethan? Uh, <laughs> uh, a lot. A lot? A lot. More than 200? I can't count. That's, oh my god! That's not even like I can't count them. I just can't count in general. That'd be a, that'd be an interesting uh, that'd be an interesting project to watch every single adaptation of a Christmas Carol. Uh, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, One eternity later. twenty-three. 
24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, Stone 43, boy. 44, 45, 46. It's a lot of carols. 47, 48, 49, 50. Is this including... 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 59, 60, 61, 62, 63, 64, 65, 66, 67. 67? That's the end of it? Um... So that's the end of um, the film adaptations, film and TV adaptations. Okay. And then there's theater. We don't have to watch all the theater ones. Because there's a lot more theater ones. I'm not shocked by that at all. Well, because there's also Scrooged, which is another adaptation. But that one's very drastically different, obviously. No, not at all. What takes place in modern day? In like... Yeah, it's an adaptation. Uh, it doesn't have to be... When you do an adaptation, it doesn't have to be a one-for-one time period. That's why Shakespeare's been adapted so many different times well, in so of many course. different ways. Yeah, I'm not, um, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, like, they do take a lot more liberties with Scrooge than with a lot of other No, it's the same, the same story happens. It's the same... But it's not Victorian England. No, but that's what I'm saying. And he's not British. <laughs> no, that's what I'm, but that's what I'm saying. Is you, when, with adaptations, you can change... The settings, and you can change. I, I'm not disagreeing. The location. With that. You are. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying that Scrooge is very different from your standard adaptation. They take a lot more liberties with it. No, they don't take liberties with it. They just change the setting, and <laughs> the theme is the same. The story is the same. They just change the setting and the the characters. Yes, and... <laughs> like with Shakespeare, you can change the setting and you can change what the characters do and still tell the same story. She's the Man is still an adaptation of Shakespeare. Yes. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying, like, it's a it's a more it's a more out there adaptation than others. That's Comment all I'm saying. down below if he was disagreeing with me. <laughs> um but yeah, so there's a lot of them. There's there's a, there's there's a lot of Christmas carols. You know, they changed a lot. They weren't adapting it, but they were adapting it. No, they no, weren't. they were adapting. They just changed more than other adaptations. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I would say that... You know, Doctor Who adapted it. Oh, did they? But not really, but kind of. Mm. Who played uh, Scrooge in that? Uh, no one. They just did Tar Charles Dixon, remember? Charles Dixon? <laughs> Dixon, yeah. Char I've <laughs> Who's Charles Dixon? Dixon. Did he, did he write... A Yule Tale? <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Uh, you remember... Um, crap. It was that... Uh, I do remember. The second... Or no, the third episode of the of the Christopher Eccleston. Yes. Um, yes. Okay, yep. For sure. Yeah, there's been a lot of adaptations of A Christmas Carol. And I want to say they did another one... Comment down below your favorite adaptation of A Christmas Carol. <laughs> no, and then they, they straight up in 2010 did uh, Doctor Who A Christmas Carol. Mm. Did they have different doctors be the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future? Nope, just just 11. Mm. See, that would be that would be fun. It could be. could be a lot of fun. 
The only Christmas special I remember is the one where Nick Frost plays Santa Claus. And that's just because of Nick Frost. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. No, uh, Jingle All the Way, I think, is one that people have definitely rediscovered in recent times as well. Because, like, I'll openly admit, it is not a great movie, but it is a, it is a delightful watch for yeah. the holiday season. And it has a wonderful message about, uh, how you should love your family and not give in to the horrors of capitalism. <laughs> By giving in to the horrors of capitalism? Yes. Um, honestly, though, I can you say... You got the Durable Man for Christmas? <laughs> I can, I can kind of counter that, though, because, like, genuinely, when I worked at the record store, people were looking for Jingle All the Way all the time. Mm. It's that, Christmas with the Cranks, people I look for all the time. Mm. Um, I've actually never seen Christmas with the Cranks. It's fun. It's fun. You would like it because Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, of course. Jamie Lee Curtis is, is just always great. She's hilarious. She's great. And mm. Tim Allen is also pretty solid. Well, he's Tim Allen. A lot of people don't like him. It's true. I don't blame them, but, like, yeah. I, I'm a fan. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to say you can't be, but... Yeah, like, again, I, I like the Santa... Like, the Santa Claus movies were a staple in my house growing up. Yeah. So was Home Although... Improvement. The Santa Claus is responsible for a lot of kids not knowing how to spell Claus properly. I never had that issue because I understood that Claus with an E was a legal document. And I knew that from the time I was a child. If you if you watch the movie, they say it. They, they spell it out for you. Listen, I never had that problem either, but apparently this is a whole thing... Where people are now like, I just realized I've been spelling claws no, wrong. you know what this is? It's the exact same people who sit there and go like, why didn't school teach us about taxes? But they didn't take the accounting elective, now did they? <laughs> well, it was never available to us. It probably was. You just thought it was boring math. <sighs> just, I didn't take just it. Just calling out a whole generation of people. Yeah, because it's my generation. I didn't take it because I'm like, you know what? No. I don't, I, I don't need I'll it. I'll learn about that when I need to deal with it. And I did. Or, or I'll pay someone to do my taxes for me. Or I'll owe the government a lot of money. And I did. Yep, absolutely. I learned. We Let learned, that be a lesson to you, kids. We had a whole thing in, I think, grade six mm. where we they did a whole budget. They gave us like a career thing. They're like, hey, this is how much you make. Um, and it was at random. Like, everyone got different jobs. It was kind of like the game of life, but, like, educational. Mm. And it was like, so this is what you make, and this is your budget. This is what you have to af afford, and this is, like, how are you breaking down your budget? Yeah. And as a 12-year-old, I was actually really responsible with my budget. But I made sure to also have, like, a lot of money left over for, like... Um, Retirement? No, for, for spending, for fun, for entertainment. Oh, yes, of course. I always had an entertainment section... For my spending. There was always a section where, like, well, I'm going to go to movies, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Well, of course. Like, you got it. I don't know if I ever had a savings section, and that might be what screwed me over. <laughs> but, like, yeah. I'm like going to live forever. <laughs> like, that's the thing is they did, like. They tried. They did teach us. It, like, and that's kind of the thing is, like, if you paid attention, the school system did try to teach you. At least where I was. Like, I don't know how mm. it was out here. I don't think you know how it was out here either. For the most part, no. But um, in the Saskatchewan school system, there were things that they were trying to teach us with that kind of stuff. Mm. And people just weren't paying attention. And, and like, I can't blame it. We were, we were all young and dumb. 
Mm-hmm. And that's just that's just part of growing up. And it's the same thing with Santa Claus. Absolutely. I'm sorry, it doesn't make you quirky or special that you didn't notice the E. <laughs> you're not special, you're dumb. Merry Christmas, <laughs> unwrap that. <laughs> unwrap that childhood trauma. <laughs> Look, if, an, if, if spelling Santa Claus wrong is something that's causing you childhood trauma, go to therapy. Yeah. Stop. Get some help. <laughs> you should not be traumatized over a letter. No, absolutely. Unless that letter is that you got rejected from Hogwarts. I was thinking the same thing, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to make that joke. It's too obvious and dumb. And you you took it. Hey, hey. you're welcome. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's just about paying attention. And that's the real gift mm-hmm. that keeps on giving yes. this holiday season. Absolutely. Yes. If you pay attention to your loved ones, you'll know what to get them. Mm-hmm. Very true. Exactly. That's why you don't know what to get me, do you? I got you something. I just want to get you something else. You don't know what that is? Nope. Because you don't pay attention to me. I don't even know what I'm getting my, my family, honestly. I, I All his stuff is ready and ready to go. Because I pay attention to my friends. And I want to make sure I'm getting the best gift possible. And I don't want to just buy random crap for someone. He got me there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh wow, uh, uh, a drain snake! Thanks. <laughs> this is a very thoughtful gift. <laughs> I'm gonna put it over in the corner with the other five I have. <laughs> Why do you have five? Because you keep giving them to me every year. They're not ties. <laughs> not ties on Father's well, Day. Well, not with not with that attitude. You could use them as a necktie. Yeah. Oh, can't tie a tie apparently. No, he's... <laughs> no, no, it's the Christmas season. <laughs> you not with the drain snake. That's <laughs> 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 how I stay thin on the uh, holidays. Un- unclog your life. <laughs> yeah, no, I gotta unclog uh, all that turkey dinner that I eat. Yeah, there you get. <laughs> yeah, you just <laughs> gotta help it. Gotta help it go down. <laughs> Oh, I'm ready for seconds now. Uh, <laughs> and a trip to the ER. <laughs> Nothing. Can't, can't spell Christmas without internal bleeding. Wait. It's true. <laughs> no, that's just when your family, like, beats you because you didn't get them what you want. they wanted. With, uh, with a lump of coal. <laughs> yeah, they put a bunch of coal in a sock and then they hold you down on the bed and just... Uh, like, just like full metal jacket. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> so you learn your lesson. Actually, yeah, they did. Um, they did celebrate Christmas in uh, Full Metal Jacket. So Full Metal Jacket is also a Christmas movie. I give up. They watch a Charlie Chaplin movie. Which one? I don't remember. He just says Chaplin Charlie is playing in the mess hall. Chaplin Charlie. That's what he calls him. Wow. So deep. Yep. Absolutely. So invigorating. Great movie. It's okay. Um, for some reason, I keep like in my brain like Highlander feels like a Christmas movie, but it's definitely not. I don't think there's even snow on the ground. Nope. See, and I always think Child's Play, for some reason, is a Christmas gift, but it's not. Yeah, because it's just... Or is it? No, it's Does a birthday present. Does he get present. Chucky for his Christmas? I think he might. No, it's for her birthday. Is it? Because he's... Because, like, she's trying to get... A very similar setup jingle all the way. He's try, She's trying to get uh, the good guy doll for... For her son, but she can't find one. And then she has to buy one in a sketchy back alley from a guy. 
You want to buy some Chucky dolls? <laughs> if someone, if you're looking for a toy for your kid for Christmas, don't buy it from a sketchy guy in an alley is the lesson of the Child's Play franchise. It's for his birthday. It is for his birthday? It is for his okay, birthday. Okay, fair enough. But, like, it feels like it would be uh, a Christmas thing. No, that's Just remember my... that scene where Arnold Schwarzenegger dresses up as a giant good guy doll. No, that's for... <laughs> that's my point as why as why Jingle All the Way and why um, Gremlins aren't technically Christmas movies. Jingle can... All the Way is more of a Christmas movie. You can literally just replace no, it. No, you with... can't. It's why would they have a par- a parade for just his birthday? Thanksgiving. I guess yeah, they do that. Fourth of July. <sighs> They have parades all year round. Yeah, but would they have the Turbo Man as a as a thing? Yes, they have floats of many varieties all e- year round. Ethan, it has to be a Christmas movie because how else would that jetpack actually work if there wasn't Christmas magic in the air? Science. We can't even figure out jetpacks now properly. Like, we got, like, uh, there's those weird ones where it's, like, the rockets on the hands. By your definition, every James Bond film with a jetpack has to take place at Christmas because we can't would, make them so I would love a, a James Bond Christmas movie. <laughs> I agree. I'm not saying I wouldn't, but I'm saying by your definition James right Bond, now. James Bond versus the Grinch. Is that the code name for, uh, uh... <laughs> Blofeld? Yeah. Yep. Spectre's new agent, the Grinch. The Grinch is stealing Christmas. Is this code? The Grinch is stealing Christmas. Christmas. Jesus Christ, he's hairier than me. <laughs> Wait, Jesus Christ is hairier Jesus than you? Jesus Christ. No, Jesus Christ helps James Bond fight the Grinch. Happy birthday to me. And he pulls out nunchucks, but they're crosses on either end. Well, and it's uh, he defeats him with a uh, with a ray gun that makes his heart gain five sizes rapidly, so that he dies of an enlarged heart. <laughs> so much for a heartfelt message. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you filthy animal! <laughs> Why hasn't anyone written a James Bond film to take place at Christmas? That's that's gonna be uh, that'll be my spec script for Gay in the Hollywood. <laughs> We'll get Daniel Craig back. <laughs> you got to think of a good title for it, though. Yep. Because it can't just be like a very James Bond Christmas. Yeah, it's, it's like got to be like 007. Because uh, uh, like presents, presents are forever. No, no. Um, like it can't be a pun. Like the thing is, it can't be a pun on another James Bond title. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of them feel like it. Like what? Um. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of ones with gold in the title. There's three. No. Goldfinger, Golden Eye, uh, Man with a Golden Gun. That's three. I swear to God, there's a fourth. No, there's three. Golden... Shit. (laughs) Yes, golden shit. James Bond in Golden Shower. Golden shower! That's the name of my sex tape. You expect me to talk? (laughs) No, please, you don't fish all over me. No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to drown. (laughs) Um, Well, that's... What is it? What would it be? That'd be the pickle of cinema right there. (laughs) 
Um, what would it be? What's a Christmas themed? Okay, so like it's got maybe it's like green something. Because like you got the Grinch, you got green. No. It's got to be an aspect of the plot or a character. Like 007 in Greenpeace. <laughs> it could just be Countdown to Christmas. Countdown to Christmas. Yuletide Die. Because <laughs> we also got to think of the song here. Because there's going. Yeah, that's where Countdown to Christmas, I think, could actually work as a title. And it's, uh, who's doing the song? Who's doing the song for this fictitious Christmas movie? Who's doing the song? We need someone new on the scene. But not too new. No, it could be a seasoned veteran. Yep. We'll get Madonna back. We'll get Madonna. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you, want, you want to die another day 2.0? Nope. Die Another Day is the worst Bond song, like, in my opinion. Michael Bublé. Of course Michael Bublé does the song because he's known for Christmas. Mariah Carey does. (laughs) A duet between Mariah Carey and Michael Bublé. Yep, Countdown to Christmas. For the Countdown to Christmas, James Bond Christmas movie. Yeah, there we go. MGM, call us up. We got your first Bond movie. We'll get Cavill in there. And if you don't own it anymore, Warner Brothers, call us. The Grinch is public domain now. We know that. So you public donaire. Public donaire. Um, yes. Yeah, but you can just have that. If they can if they could do a, a horror movie based on the Grinch, you could definitely put him in a James Bond movie. You could do Sherlock Holmes fights the Grinch now. You could. We could make that movie and nobody could tell us not to. I think a lot of people would tell us not to. We could do Dracula fights the Grinch. I don't like where his brain's at now. Elder Grinch stole Dracula's coffin. (laughs) I'm glad to know one of us wants to make good movies and then there's you. I think these are brilliant ideas. I think they're derivative and uh, you're a two-bit hack. Are you telling me you wouldn't watch Sherlock Holmes try to try to uh, surmise who is stealing Christmas? What's in the title? The green you already ruined the mystery. No, that's it'd be uh, it'd be a study in green. Yeah, well, you ruined the mystery though. <laughs> As you know, I think a study in green is uh, a Lovecraft adaptation, isn't it? Or no, it's like something emeralds. It's like the the Lovecraft uh, Sherlock Holmes story, but then it. Turns out not to be. It's a very good story. Um, Do you say Lovecraft Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, there's a there's a Lovecraft Sherlock Holmes story, but then like it it turns out to not quite be Sherlock Holmes. It's very good. It's a very good story. Neil Gaiman wrote it actually. A, like it's something like something in emeralds or something along those lines. A study in emerald. There we go. Yeah, it's a very good story. I would highly recommend it for anybody who likes a good little, uh, little uh, horror story. Not me. I don't like reading. Oh right, it's just you can't read. Reading's for nerds. These glasses are actually fake. He's a big hipster. 
It's true. Um, but yes. Yes. Batman, v- Batman Returns is uh, technically a Christmas movie. It is. It is. Yep. Got the big Christmas tree and everything. Yes. But I prefer it in November. There's another November movie for it's you? another November movie. Because I know you mentioned Batman being a November movie for you, but... Yeah. Well, no, because, like... So here's the thing. Batman is a Halloween movie. Batman Returns is a uh, November movie. Is it a long Halloween movie? No, that's its own thing. Oh, uh, yes, of course. Because <laughs> it's got the snow where the first one does not, so, like, it feels a bit Christmassier. It does. Mm. Just like uh, The Dark Knight Returns, which is... Dark Knight Returns. Uh, well, no, Dark Knight Returns has snow in it. Dark Knight Rises is the one that has uh, Christmas in Gotham. It does, <laughs> doesn't it? It certainly does. What a mess. I'm going to have a nap now and uh, just uh, rethink my life. Absolutely. But before you rethink your life, um, were there any more Christmassy movies that you wanted to discuss? No, I think I think I'm content and ready to just break down crying. And... I believe I am as well. But before we do that, <laughs> did you have a question of the day, my friend? Do you? Um. Well, I think because it's the end. It's the end of the year, and like we haven't seen everything. But what would you say your top three movies of the year were? The Fablemans. Okay. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Solid choice. And... <sighs> Give me a minute. <laughs> Just gotta... Uh... <laughs> Fablemans. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, and nope. Yeah, that's easy. That's hilarious. Why? Because my list is almost identical to yours, barring positioning. Because for me, my... Oh, that wasn't in a specific position. Oh, okay. Like, because that's the thing. So, like, so... Well, all three of those are very different movies. One, so I really, 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 really love The Fablemans, but I need to watch it again. Yes. Nope, and everything, everywhere, all at once. We watched so close together... Mm. That they kind of keep switching back and forth to which one I prefer. Yeah. And I think Fableman's dethroned that just for the emotional attachment that I have to it and to, like, right. that. Well, and it's a, very, it's a very personal movie, you know? like Right? It's... And, like, that's... And they're all so different. They're all, yep. like... They, and, like, oh, that's where, like, if I could rank completely them... Completely different. Like, if I could rank them all in my top slot, I would, because, like... Like, if I want to feel, like, incredibly emotional and just, like something that I relate to, it would be The Fablemans. If I wanted to actually, like, watch a good, strong family movie, then that would be Everything Everywhere All at Once. Absolutely. And then if I want just a good, fun sci-fi, that would be Nope. nope. Like, Absolutely. And then right after that is Top Gun Maverick, because that was just fun. Top Gun Maverick was fantastic. I will highly agree with that. But no, my, like, my top movie of the year was easily The Northman. I... I absolutely love that movie. Robert Eggers just... I know it wasn't up there for a while, but... Just keep... Like, the more I thought about it and, like, rewatching it again, like, I just... I really... It's just such... Like, it's it's art house Conan the Barbarian. Like, Which is fair. It's So it's like, 
as I've discussed, my favorite movies exist in this weird, like, position between, like, Grindhouse and Arthouse. Yeah. And it's like, The Northman, to me, kind of fits to that bill in a lot of ways, because it is, like, a very simple... Well, not simple, but, like, it, it's a it's a pretty, like, tried-and-true revenge story that gets artsy with it, and, like... I've been I've been into the Viking shit recently with like music and all that jazz. It's shot really well. There's fantastic performances. I really like the score. So like it's just like yeah, like I I really enjoyed The Northman. Like uh, like Robert Eggers hasn't done a bad movie yet. I I think it was fantastic. And then I would actually put Nope as my second favorite movie of the year. Like that was just like such a delightful surprise and a very unique take on like the like the whole ufo alien invasion thing funny enough like uh that's another movie that did the whole like kind of a movie almost about making movies in a certain way like it has a lot of that in it mm -hmm. um so it was very unique in that respect never worked with uh animals he works with a lot of animals in that one um Probably one of the most... It probably has, like, one of the most intense scenes of the entire year. Easily. Which one? This, <laughs> oh, the, um... The sitcom. The, the, the... Like, what happens on the sitcom set. No, that's fair, yeah. Like, that scene is, like, so intense. And so... Like, so intense. So intense. <laughs> but no, I... And, like, again, the conclusion and, like, how they set everything up. The characters. I, I really enjoyed Nope. I thought it was very good. And then, Everything Everywhere All at Once is my number three. Because, like, it was just one of the most unique movie experiences I've ever had. Well, the fact, like, just the one scene with the, the two rocks and yeah. how much how much emotion there was, that scene... There's an emotional, like, heart-wrenching scene, and it's two rocks talking to each other in subtitles. And you're, like, tearing up. Like, it does such a great job of like again explaining the rules of how it's like mechanics work like it's multiverse in a way that a lot of other multiverse movies don't really do because we've been getting a lot of those recently but like it clearly explains its rules and then it sticks to them and it, it, it just has fun with the concept like yeah like rack like <laughs> and then they they cut to that universe and everything like like it was just very unique i think we talked about this before like it very much feels like the back to the future of multiverse movies yes where it's just like a really great story and has its own very clear rules executed very well exactly there have been there have been um Time Machine movies made before Back to the Future. There have been multiverse movies made before Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm -hmm. But Everything Everywhere All at Once nailed it. Yes. We didn't need sequels to Back to the Future. Mm -hmm. We don't need a sequel to Everything Everywhere All at Once. No. But if we got sequels to Everything Everywhere All at Once, I wouldn't complain and it nope. wouldn't affect this first movie at all. Nope, I'd watch them. And like, how, just how great was it to see James Hong in a movie... Like in a like a like in a like newer movie where he got to do a lot of stuff. Oh, just the whole cast, like the yeah. whole cast, is so good. Like it's just it's amazing. And like it's it it literally like the title is accurate because like you go from like really cool, 
like really cool choreographed action sequences to like really emotional dramatic scenes to like absurdist comedy to like heart heart wrenching scenes sometimes like within like minutes of each other yep and it all feels consistent well and again that's where i have such a hard time rating all three of those movies because they are so drastically different yeah like the fablemans would be like i think it'd be like my number four if i had to like be objective like four or five for sure seeing northman is like way down on my list <laughs> like i think i think no, I, I gave I, it like i don't i don't blame you for it like i yeah northman i gave like three and a half stars to oh, like there's i gave it the same rating i gave sonic two. Oh. Man. i mean and the batman seeing the batman i rated way higher than you i gave the scream remake uh or not remake the scream sequel a higher rating and kingsman or no that, that was last year yes yeah, like, Scream 4 I really enjoyed. Like, or sorry, Scream 5. Prey I gave a higher rating to. Yeah, but no, like, like, that's, and that's the thing, is like, all, those three movies tickle such a different part of me as a filmmaker mm-hmm. and me as a film viewer that, again, it's really hard to do that. And that's kind of where, like, when, like the listing it off, no, I think I said nope before that, but it would almost go in that descending order. Yeah. Because I think we watched nope and everything everywhere all at once in the same two days. I believe so, yeah. It was great. It was in like, I don't know, this year has been really good for some solid original content. Absolutely. Like, really, there's been some like fantastic, like really great franchise films but more more so than that really great original properties well and i'm really excited to see that i'm really excited to see that like my top three movies aren't franchises they're their own thing yeah because i think last year it was uh (laughs) like i know mine is a remake of the lion king but you know it's still like an original original movie regardless trying to think of last year i know it's not an adaptation of the lion king It's, it's more like hamlet the story that inspired Hamlet, I know it's fine. <laughs> Cause even looking, so looking at last year, um, my highest rated ones are mostly franchises. I'm trying to think like my I... favorite one is probably tick, tick, boom. But then I have the Kingsman, uh, Ghostbusters afterlife West side story is a remake. Which, like, there's been a weird backlash on that movie for Which whatever one? reason. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Like, recently? Yeah, like, there's like there's a weird thing where, like, people are now saying, like, it actually wasn't that good. And it's like, no, like, I, th- I thought it was I thought it was pretty solid. Like, I haven't seen anyone talk about it, but... Yeah, my, my favorite movie last year was Censor, which is, like, a completely original idea. Ooh, No Man of God was also last year. Yep, that was my number ten. The King's Man was number two, and then Godzilla vs. Kong was number three for me. I never did a list for last year, but... Tick, Tick, Boom was on my list. Yeah, Tick, Tick, Boom, I think, was my favorite. If I had to look at them... I have some unpopular opinions when it comes to movies, I guess. Apparently. That's fair. I don't mind. But this year, I think all of them line up with a lot of other people saying, too. Mm-hmm. Because I finally decided to conform. That's right. We yes. had a feast of <laughs> We have conformed to the norm. Of course. 
Which is why you're still arguing about Die Hard being a Christmas movie or not. No, I'm just defending, <laughs> I am defending my right as someone who uh, doesn't see it as a Christmas movie to defend myself when people try to attack me for not viewing it as a Christmas movie. And that's perfectly within I your am right. me just defending the rights of those who don't view it as a holiday special. And that's perfectly fine. Exactly. Because it's not a Christmas movie. And I disagree. And we're both friends. For now. For now. <laughs> we can agree Die Hard 2 has absolutely is a Christmas movie, though. And that's the last uh, <laughs> episode of Feast of Films for this year, everybody. Um, uh, Jesse Prosser, where can the good people find you? You can find me on Instagram at that J Prosser. You can find me on YouTube under Jesse Prosser. They got a couple short films on there. And then... You can watch our feature film, Damned Rights. The one I wrote, directed, starred in. Didn't put it together, though. I put it I, mostly together. I edited, directed, special effects. Directed. Um, yes, you, it's our movie. But yes, but you can watch it on projector.com with a K. Look it up. Give it a red. Give it a buy. See what you think. Where's the K? With the projector. With the K. Is like, it with is a K? That the, is that the beginning of the? Is it the P? It's at the end. The silent. K? It replaces the K. It replaces the C at the, the the further end of projector. Listen, projector. Just just look up damn right, so find it. Anyway, Ethan, we got links. Where could people find you? Uh, I'll be in Saskatoon for a couple weeks, and then I'll be back here. <laughs> uh, so good luck finding him there. Um, you know, one wants to go to Saskatoon. Nobody. It's too windy. It's all flat. Exactly. It's kind of our. It's kind of like the Much defining like your film feature. Taste. <laughs> uh, my film taste is quite rounded. Thank you. Absolutely, Mister Action Sci-Fi Horror. You only like three genres. Oh yes, of course. Which is why I really like the Fablemans. Obviously, yeah, the high octane action sci-fi <laughs> horror movie, The Fablemans. I mean, there's there is. There's act. There's an action movies and horror movies in the Fablemans. It's true. So you got a little bit of everything with the Fablemans. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Ethan R Hill, and you can find me on YouTube at Ethan R Hill, and you can find uh, our film on Projector, as he said. Just even you look up our website, look at damnedrights.com, and you can find links of where to go watch it. Absolutely. All right. Well, that brings this year to a close. Um, Happy 2022, everybody. Hope you like. Thank you for being with us this year and watching our episodes and just going along this wild, weird conversational paths that we go down. Um, Space Shark, Space Shark, the uh, the board game episode, which I I'm I'm proud of that one. I think that was a lot of fun. I think so. Um, and I can't remember anything else we talked about. Yeah, this has been. It's been a year. <laughs> it has. This, this year has been the longest decade of my life. It really feels like it. Um, but yeah, we will see you all next year. Um, probably back in January. We'll see. We'll see. And then uh, we hope you have a wonderful holidays and uh, stay safe out there. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to everybody. And I guess to you. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. And this guy. He's long gone, though. Oh, my God. You broke his leg again. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>
you killed him. 